we're gonna keep going if you want to veto any question you also can do that i don't want to do that young thug or future okay now you want me to make life decisions (laughs) (laughs) future i did my research (laughs) i'm pissed (laughs) the views expressed on this recording are solely those of the artists and by no means do we encourage or condone violence against law officials Uh, it's for you. It's for you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Blue Cheese. This is episode 13. Uh, I'm your host, Ebony L. Haynes, and joining me today, I'm very excited super pumped it feels like it's been a long time in the making for me mentally at least ms patia borja say hello hi everyone (laughs) (laughs) i keep thinking i keep forgetting it's not live i know i keep thinking them like around a whole crowd i know the live the the pre-recorded is actually really chill because we have there's so much forgiveness everyone listening you're not you're only going to hear about a third of what we record <laughs> it's really great so happy to have patia here for I'm real happy to be here um also shout out the room we have tom here shout out tom taryn is here shout out taryn remote and we have a very wonderful new guest to the recording production side Sai. what's up Sai? and we're chilling in the middle of a skater festival <laughs> in dime square outside um there's nothing more to say you may hear some sounds from the background but there's just um i'm not trying to sound like an old granny they're just kick flips kick flips <laughs> happening outside. there's just kick flip it's a kick flip fest outside um but welcome patia i'm so excited to have you here Same. i feel like i just personally haven't seen you i mean i haven't seen a lot of people in a l- long time but there was a time in our lives when we saw each other every day and I haven't seen you since I think I was pregnant. I don't think I've seen you since yeah. I've given birth. Yeah, or I no. remember seeing you when I was like just about to pop. Yeah, no, I fully like became recluse unless I was like going to a rave. That's fair. That was kind of it. That's fair. <laughs> I was kind of like, I need to figure out my life. <laughs> and that re- involves staying at home and figuring it out. Except for the rave breaks. Yeah. Um, I have so many questions. I'm already, I feel like we're already straying from the format of the show. <laughs> but for anyone new who's listening, including Patia, I didn't, I don't give too many prompts to the guests, but um, I like to ask my guests for a song that is your current or regular go-to, something that you listen to a lot or have been recently. And, and then we just chat. Sometimes it gets really into music. Sometimes it gets into other stuff, but I'll talk about what I think about your selection after we play some. So let's just play it. Let's go. I don't got a heart, but 
motherfucker don't pay. Lil' A be the body, he fresh out the cage. I'm still the same nigga from minimum wage. They tryna keep up, so they stalking my pay. They do what I say, they tryna get saved. They line up for me like they copping the J. I told her, get right, start acting your age. Can't believe you tried it, bitch, you played. Wanted a diamond choke as soon as her time was over. Bitch, you played. She wanna ride the Rover. Told her her Uber was closer. Bitch, you crazy. She tried to show out in public. I cut the bitch out like it's nothing. Bitch, you played. She must have thought I was stupid. I knew she was fucking my cousin. I mean, it's hard not to play this whole, I mean, you know, the chorus comes in quick, it's short and sweet, but like, I was kind of surprised that this was, you were mentioning that you played it quite a bit in LAX, you'd just recently gone to LA? Yeah, for 48 hours for a shoot. But this was your I Like to Walk Around Airports song. Mm-hmm. This like got me pumped for the six hour flight. You know, I, cause this is what I was thinking when I listened to it over and over again over the past week. Do you listen to it as like a sub tweet context? <laughs> like, fuck yes. everybody? Cause that's yes. what comes out, right? Yeah, it's like every bar. I'm like, me, 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 <laughs> me, 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 me. Like, I really feel like I'm a rapper without the Fair. salary. <laughs> yeah, without the salary. But for me too, when I, cause even I'm listening and it's like, she must have thought I was stupid. <laughs> I was like, exactly. I'm not stupid, bitch. You must have thought I was stupid. Like you thought that was the fucking problem. You thought. Yeah, it's a real amp song. It's, it's like, like <laughs> it's like a few bad bitches can mosh to it because we can take our own meaning from it. That's what I thought when I heard it. And then I was envisioning I actually had this when I was traveling a lot more with work. Um, every time I was in the airport, which felt like for every other week, I would post on facebook um all i do is walk around airports and listen to and put the song and this is one of the places this the idea for the show came from is i really like set up the theme of my trip with one song mm-hmm. and i play it over and over and i i only play that song when i'm in the airport it like becomes the like vibe yeah walking around with like my expensive water or like i know because i feel like when i went because i found out about this shoot that i did the day of my graduation that I got it and so it was like the first time I did a shoot that I had to travel for so I was like I kind of felt like the beginning like I was like oh like this is it like I feel like once you're like flying out for a shoot it's like okay and then I was like oh our airport's about to be my second home like everyone always talks about it and I'm like okay I'm ready because I just got my passport in December and like I first time yeah, I never had one. And then wow. I finally left the country for the first time in December as well. That's amazing. Yeah. Left the country for the first time? Yeah. Ever? Holy shit, Patia, that's I, awesome. I know. I went to Mexico with friends. Um, I know. I <laughs> took responsibility for that one. But, like, ideally, I'd, I would have loved going to, like, Europe or somewhere. Oh, whatever. But, yeah. I was just, like, it was kind of like a take what you can get. I need to get out of New York. I need to travel at least once. Um, but yeah, it felt like an accomplishment, though, like getting my passport. I think a lot of people, including myself, were, are going to be surprised to hear that you haven't traveled worldwide. Yeah, like, I've only been to like five states. Do you feel, um, I mean, do you feel like you're, okay, here's what, here's where we're going to, here's where we're going to have to establish the rules of this conversation. <laughs> Can I tell, can we talk about how we met? Yes. Okay. Fatia was introduced to me by somebody who was working for me part-time at a gallery I used to be the director at, which is called Marcho's Gallery. I was also the director of Shoot the Lobster at the same time, owned by the same person. 
and I was like, I really need, I just need someone good. Like we, I need an intern who like really wants to do it. I'd really love it for to be a black person if possible. You know, like this is like the beginning of my being aware of how fucked up white male gallery owners were. And it was like my first year as the director there. And um, I'm calling him out. His name's Jules. Shout out Jules. He was just in town for like one day. <laughs> he's also a weird traveler. He's like around for 12 hours and then he dips yeah. and he's gone for five months. But shout out Jules. And he was like, yo, I think I have a great person for you. I think you guys are really vibe. And Patia, it's weird because I feel like you're my contemporary and not any kind of real boss employee scenario at all, even at the time. That's but how I But you were felt. my intern. You yeah. interned at the gallery while I was a director. Um, but to Patia's credit, why I like talking about the story is you were the longest intern I ever had to date. Oh, my God. I didn't know that. Even Whoa. in any gallery, even current gallery. Um, you were the only one who moved up to being from like sporadic days to full time, got, got like full email access. Like you moved <laughs> up the ranks, like yeah. walk, like doing fair booths as an, as like a paid intern and then became kind of, it wasn't really quite intern anymore. It was like paid hourly instead of salary, but yeah. you were like a paid employee of the gallery for more than a year right it yeah. was like that was a crazy moment it was like a it was like a full job for like a job at the gallery that was built up so I, I'm always like I know what Patia can do actually <laughs> I've never talked about it so publicly but I'm so I was I was like I wonder if she wants to talk about it but I always think of like no that's the thing it's always crazy because I think a lot of people outside of like our own scenes especially like on Instagram and just like my account's blowing up like when people it's like this mentality that a lot of people also especially people who didn't notice me because I wasn't like cool enough back then you know it's like everyone acts like I just like all of a sudden popped up all of a sudden had some mm. type of like ethic and I'm like no babe like, yeah. I'm like okay I didn't have like designer clothes so I wasn't posting selfies and getting likes but I was always like my head was in the right space I feel totally <laughs> I was always aware of like being black in a lot of spaces within these like scenes and like you know, like locations in New York. Yeah, we, I also remember too when you like moved on to bigger and better things, which I'm proud to say <laughs> I was a part of the intern yes. finder for it. But still uh, is on my resume. Good. <laughs> but I remember because I got an, a new intern um, and we were setting up the shop at ProCell for like a pop up shop. Mm -hmm. And you noticed that it was like another young black woman and you like texting me or like shout out. Yeah. Still doing the thing. And I was like, oh my God, Patia, boy, I just. <laughs> Patia's fantasy world just texted me. <laughs> she remembers that we worked together once upon a time. Yes. <laughs> I could not forget. No, but yeah. um, I think about it a lot. And I also recognize the like, I mean, we were in some of the shadier moments together from people from the outside. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you got it pretty harshly. Yeah. And a lot more publicly than some people like myself and my other black colleagues get because we're not so public. You're kind of, I mean, yeah, you're, you're the blue check, you know, you have blue checks on your accounts, which yeah, it's, you're the figure. You're the public crazy, figure. It's a crazy life change. And are you enjoying it? Mm, it's bittersweet. Cause I don't like that. It's off of something that I did that anyone could have done. And then I like You're, I like the free stuff. Yeah, <laughs> like I like the free stuff. Here's what's happening. See what you just said. Yeah, I was I get called on it too. Anyone could have done it, but they didn't. Yeah, right. True. Like just yeah. 
I'm not just trying, and they I'm not just trying to. to be congratulatory, but it's to. true. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, Ebony, you did you know this thing. And in my head, I'm like, anyone could have asked for whatever I'm asking for. Yeah. But they didn't. And anyone could have. Sure, anyone could have done it, but they didn't. That's true. Um, I guess I have to accept that. <laughs> I feel like that. I wish I could cue it up to some like particular lyrics of this song. <laughs> We ain't worried about him. We ain't worried about shit. We ain't worried about shit. I can see my players wait why. He's so worried about a bitch. These niggas say they gangsta. Talking rah rah, but he ain't really murking shit. He ain't really murking shit. This whole song actually is the theme. Every every line is the theme to a potential feeling. Um, do you listen to? You know, I just so when I was. I, I don't do any, also for anyone listening, I, we don't talk about all of the cues of the show, but I, I really try to not do any research, like music-related research when someone drops their song, and try to do something organic off of what I'm feeling from the music, my very limited but love, like knowledge but love for music. Um, and I thought about this YouTube video someone sent me based on like a pod that academics did recently talking about how rappers in this kind of like money bag little baby generation are just in the crossover i mean they're in the same generation but a different vibe from like takashi and like um little pump <laughs> and like the fuck boys who are making it huge but don't really talk about shit yeah. or talk about like they do shit but they actually don't and then at the same time concurrently coming up was more behind the scenes and is now at the fore of like the 21 Savage, the like, like there's rappers who actually do the dirt and like yeah. make their mixtape in prison. I'm not saying you Gucci should. Mane. Flaunt that. I mean, <laughs> Gucci Mane for sure. But I mean, from this younger generation, right? Oh, like the right. kids born in the 90s. And now because these like these kids, not kids, I shouldn't call kids, but these rappers are now as popular on platforms like Spotify because you don't have to necessarily have the hot music video to go with it yeah that you can't just be a fucking six nine and talk or you can't just be like little pump talking about you like i don't know what he says anymore i don't know <laughs> i i should pull I, up, I should have a song pulled up but now i feel like the tides have changed and i agree because i was bopping to little pump and takashi and a lot of other fuck same. toy rappers right but now i'm like i actually went back to my partner reminded me that I have this song on regular repeat and that I should play it for you. I don't exactly. know if anybody knows Keith, but, but now it means something different now than what it did at the time. It was like, it was like, oh, this is like back, this is like dope gang shit, gang gang shit, but now it's like this shit can bang anywhere. I know, I've heard it at so many parties. All types of parties. All types of parties now. All types. People are dancing to it. Not just like rolling blunts in the back. No, it's like fucking school. Gonna pull up to the zoo. No, nigga, who the fuck is you? I don't know, nigga. No, nigga. Pull up on your blocks. We gon' blow, nigga. Go, nigga. Run, nigga. Run for the pole, nigga. For anyone listening, that was Chief Akeef. You know, I, I hesitate to say this on air because um, Aya's going to kill me. No, it's just this new thing that I said I was going to do for this pod, which is create custom playlists for my guests. Oh, my God. Period. Which I have on paper. I have on paper started them for every guest, but I'm just 
you know, a little, I'm just busy. <laughs> and that's not to shade my guests. I really do have a full moleskin. I actually have it here. I brought it in case I wanted to make notes on oh what Patia's playlist oh, should be. Oh, you do a mini moleskin? I do. Because I don't like to carry purses around all the time. I feel you. My thing with purses is that I'm just like, oh, someone's going to like rob me. It's like never happened, but I just feel like I'm someone who likes to take the train and walk home. So I'm like very cautious. Same. I've never had my purse robbed, but I have been jumped. Um, And I have had, I used to be the kind of person who had the, cell phone case with the wallet in it mm-hmm. but when you lose that shit I lost, you every- lost everything and i did that sucks i lost it in max fish Whew. and then i <laughs> tried heart to is yeah racing. but anyways i have here Aya's playlist uh akeem's playlist lakila's playlist oh like i actually have them started so maybe i should just take notes here so i can actually try and get it done sooner <laughs> oh my god i love your like <sighs> I love the guest list. Thanks. Yeah. Blue cheese. It's good, right? <laughs> That's like the best guest list of any. That's so sweet of you to say. In New York City. <laughs> I feel like everybody who's who I've invited, present company included, have felt like people who are, you know, top line creatives, mm-hmm. you know, have been aspiring to do creative things or have broken the mold in some kind of creative way, whether it's making art or making music or making their own like what do you like enterprise is that, I too, guess. Is that too big to I say i know every time someone's like when i have to do like written interviews and it's like write about yourself i'm like i do it all i don't know i guess it's also because i never want to say too much and i also forget how much i've done mm. and how much like i'll do something and then it's like obviously some shit i can't talk about but then i like kind of forget about it until it comes out mm-hmm. so then i'm like oh that's right i did this six months ago it's now a film like the Mugler runway. Like yeah. I forgot about that. Like I was, I remember in December when I was doing it, I was like, oh, this comes out in March. Like, and I don't know, my friend Letitia, who does my hair for shoots, she was like, every shoot that we've done together, she's always like, it never sinks in with you, like what you're doing. And I'm like, yeah, no, like I like hate shooting. And mm. then it, until like it comes out and then you have like a bunch of little black girls like DMing you, then you're like, okay, like that's like, oh, that's, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Do you feel like you are, do you feel comfortable? And I think now that I'm like asking that question, I probably mean financially. Knowing what it was like, myself included, you know, like one of my friends sent me, I, I said, you know, I say one time in a event with a mo- bunch of people that I'm looking, I'm using air quotes, everyone listening. <laughs> I'm looking for a house upstate. <laughs> what that means is I have a bunch of filters on Zillow. <laughs> And I love getting alerts like, bitch, I don't I don't have down payment for anything. Like, I, I'm yeah. not, you know, I'm not that kind of life. And then she sent it to me and she's like, girl, you totally deserve it. You know, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I f- do deserve it. That's true. But I don't feel like I'm there yet. Yeah. Man, I need to get there soon. <laughs> no, I, I definitely do. I'm not financially where I would like to be. Um I mean, I take care of my mom, so it's, like, every time I, like, hear of a shoot or, like, some work, like, in my head, I'm always, like, okay, like, that's, like, my mom's rent, medical, then, mm. like, my rent. So there hasn't really, like, been a, m- a lot of, like, spending. I think, like, whatever I buy on my own terms is, like, me doing extra work somewhere. Mm. I'm just being, like, well, fuck it. Like, I couldn't afford a Louis bag four years ago, so I'm just going to keep going to the store and buying them. Like, I don't give a fuck. But... 
I also like live within my means. I don't know. I've gotten dragged a lot for like posting just like whatever I've bought. Not even in like, oh, I bought this. Mm. But I think it's this thing too of like the critique on black women when it's like people knew you before a certain thing. So now everyone thinks you have this money, which so many people think I have. <laughs> and I'm like, no, babe. <laughs> like, if I had money, Bitch, the way I would like, I would look like Nicki Minaj. <laughs> yeah, but also if you. But did, also if I like, did so like, what? it's like so what, and it's also like, I don't know, because I feel like whenever I've been around people with money, and we obviously have working yeah, in art, yeah, it's like I my mind wasn't really like, oh, like fuck these rich people, you know? I don't know. It's just like, I think I just grew up in reality. I feel like when you grow up in poverty, you kind of grow up in reality. So it's like whatever like yeah you have rich friends growing up and they'll like take care of you to an extent you know like yeah like i didn't have i didn't sign my first lease till last summer like i made that database like sleeping on my friend's couch and now i live in like the biggest room so it's like yeah like the whole like i don't know i just and i get it like it's definitely fuck rich people but i think for me personally it was like i couldn't i like kind of had to take action for myself to get to a certain point and like that's so that's such a good point though when you're like it's it is fuck rich people but it's a different kind of end result if you actually are rich and saying fuck rich people like if you Mm -hmm. are a rich person and saying fuck the system we need to change it you've never had something repossessed right right? so you're saying fuck rich people because you like the ideology and the idea of this kind of Mm -hmm. paradigm shift and let's redistribute wealth but when you say fuck rich people and you were poor, you want you want money. Yeah. Because I feel well, I'll speak for myself. I recognize, <laughs> you know, how I came up. I'll say like this system's fucked up. That doesn't mean I'm assuming a position of like socialism. Right. That means that when I get the money, I will redist like I will do what I can with or when I get what is seemingly power, I will try and do something different. But I think a paradigm shift in this capitalistic structure is um a dream that only rich people have who don't have to like work yeah you know you know i'm just thinking like this is what i do i think there is i'm i feel like i'm giving power to if i hire somebody yeah i want them to feel empowered i want them to learn how to negotiate their salary i have a whole like session i talk to black kids like students about what it means to ask about you know cost of living pay raise and what it means to yeah. you put that into your job offer because no one talks about that shit yeah what that's I, the thing no one really no talks, one talks about, about it. it like even when i get like a check with like you know from like a shoot or whatever the fuck and like my friends who like are very normal and like not too seeny don't you know like when you know when your friends are just like oh how much and they're like oh my god i'm like girl like <laughs> this is my rent this is like my phone bill this is this like this is nothing but it's crazy that like yeah like it's you know it's like I, I'm, I'm always gonna want more just because I also see other people with more and I'm like well I want that comfort and I'm not there yet you know I and I'm like that blue check and those likes like those aren't dollars like, yeah you know, like those aren't like totally. I went like I went back to school in um February I did in a pan- tech like just camp. before pandemic no this, fe- this February yeah I went to I did software engineering last summer and then I dropped out because I was like just too distracted with like city and then like everything blowing up and I, I just like didn't it was like a learning step, like learning how to like prioritize certain things. Like I didn't prioritize school. And then so then this time I enrolled in another boot camp, but this time it was something I had to pay for. So I remember like, cause I had spent the last year repairing my credit. Cause I had a really bad credit from when I first moved to New York and like literally lived off a credit card. 
um, like was in mm. debt, like almost had to be like bankrupt. And so, yeah, I don't know. I just, I like repaired my credit, got my shit together and then was like, okay, like I'm going to pay for this school, which is like, you know, it's kind of almost the same price as like one year at Parsons. Yeah. And I was like, called my mom. I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. And she was like, what about your credit? And I was like, well, I checked and I like raised my score 300 points. Like I got approved for the loan. And I was like, okay, like this credit is like karma. <laughs> right. But I was like, this is like taking that step. You know, I was like, this is like me being serious about my adult life, like wanting to do like UX design, wanting to like integrate that with the work I do now and like make more money. Cause like, yeah, I'd, I'm not someone who wants to keep doing what I'm doing. I'd rather like pass on what I'm doing to someone else mm. and then have like my own, like I want kids and a baby and mm. stuff. Like I'm not gonna get that if I just keep posting memes. Like I can, but like- I mean, you might. I can, but the th I have a rule. It's like, I don't talk to any guy who's ever DM'd me a meme. It's like everyone- Which is probably so <laughs> many. Yo, you should make a book. You should make a book of all of the DMs. I is should. That, is that uninspired as well, an idea? I think, well, what's crazy is, is that, that like... Is that so Viceland of Well, me what's crazy suggest? is I feel like every guy I would want to hook up with, like, does follow the account. I'm like, well, now I don't want to fuck you. It's <laughs> like, now you think I'm funny. And, like, I don't want that. I don't want to live a meme life in bed. Yeah, like, this isn't last comic standing. <laughs> and then you, like, you finish fucking and he's like, am I going to be a meme now? Yeah. <laughs> That happens? I've heard that no. one. I've heard that one before. And I'm like, ugh. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, I don't have any shame in anyone's game because... I another, don't. I mean, people gotta know, eat. Yeah, another pod will be the game I used to have. But I kind of love not having to do the game anymore, personally. I'm jealous. Like, one of my friends was talking about, how, like... Just like kind of seeing someone, it's this crush. She doesn't want to get serious. I was like, don't let it get serious, but you have to keep that pandemic crush. Like yeah. you, have, you know, like you have to prolong it because once you lose it, like who the fuck are you gonna meet? Like you're gonna have to like sit in Dime Square and meet someone. That, that <laughs> sounds. That sounds really. You that have sounds to like keep it will end badly no matter what. Mm -hmm. No offense to anyone who's listening in Dimes. Um, I have to play this. I don't know if it's gonna work, and we can make it work in fake time. But it made me think of this, this Kanye. This is literally the best track on that album. I gotta apologize to most and Kwali. But is it cool if I rap about gold? If I tell them that I come from Ghana and Mali? It's like, yeah, I wanna spend. I'm Kanye West. I talk about, I try and talk about righteous shit, but I want a rope chain. Yeah, and I want it I, all. Like, I was raised by a single black mother and dropped out of college and was making beats in the basement for like five summers before Jay-Z gave me m enough money to buy a chain and now I want to flaunt it. You know, I always, Same. Taryn, do I fucking talk about Kanye every episode? Hey, I talk Kanye, about Kanye every we love you. single <laughs> episode. I love Kanye. I like, I... That divorce album is going to be fire. 
And I know, called it. I literally called it. I need to start making a list just like Azalea Banks and her predictions. I called this yeah, shit like two years ago. I was like, they're going to divorce. And everyone was like, no. Nah. I was like, girl, like interracials don't last that long. Also, the in Kardashians. Media. Yeah. yeah it's in, so like that is like a whole different level of interracial. But I do have, I mean. Poor North. I Poor, poor all of them. Poor, North, West, South. What are their names? <laughs> <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> North. Psalm. Psalm. We're missing one. Oh, she has that many? Yeah, she has four. Chicago, North. Oh, Chicago, North. Chicago, North, Psalm. There's another one. Question mark. Yikes. <laughs> yikes. <laughs> yikes. It's um, giving yikes. I've canceled him. Public, I know. Canceled him. Air quotes again, listeners. A few times and I just can't stick by it. I can't fully cancel him because he's such a fucking genius. It's it's just like sad. Yeah. It's sad that I can't co-sign everything because he. I mean, now I'm like, but he needs some support. You know, there's like. <laughs> Um, he's like the mental health needs to get checked and maybe he needs some new people around him in his camp. But well, it's that's like what I feel like kind of resonates with Kanye, right? It's like, yeah, he's, he was this rapper. Like I list, I think I listened to him cause I stole my brother's CD and like, then I was also into art, like just growing up cause I went to like magnets, public schools. And then, you know, like he was also like into art and like whatever. And I, th- I feel like he just, like, embodied, like, the black person in- who's, like, actually interested in art, no matter what his taste was or whatever. And I feel like that was, like, the relatable aspect. And it, like, all kind of made sense because I was like, oh, yeah, like, I really like Takashi Murakami. And, like, now that's the album artist. And it's like, whoa, like, you, I would have never thought that yeah. the two, especially going from, like, BET Uncut rappers that I liked. And I was like, whoa, who's this? And, like, I mean, I have no connection to Chicago, but I think that that was it for me. I was like, oh, like, it's like, mixing like the art and like being black and like the rap and like also i was like oh wow like that's power like if you got takashi murakami doing your album cover like i'm sorry but like what i know and also the fact that you're thinking to you know try and blend the worlds you know as a creative and this was totally not meant to be a gas comment but i do you know for people who are very close in my camp which is really small but when i have in the past talked about you and like why i feel kind of like privileged to have known you i remember i don't know if this is even true we've never talked about it but it was you were introduced to me as like being very learned and invested in something that was like a fashion and the fashion creative maybe that wasn't true at the time or not Mm -hmm. but it didn't deter you from showing your interest in the fine art creative world but you were also linked to the music creative world so this is like you know and i think there are a lot of people out there like that it's not like we are shining beacons but when you don't know how to just like hone in that's like kanye to me it's like he's he's such a again like i think he is a genius that needs a little bit of more support but like he can't he doesn't know how to filter those outlets he's like oh this giant artist fine artist will be the cover of my album and i'll shoot it i'll shoot the video um, on the land of like the architect who won the <laughs> MacArthur <laughs> Award, and then him. I will have a cellist who invented this different kind of cello, and no one knows about it except me, and it has a different sound. <laughs> you know, it's like all these different aspects of what people think are creative things, and he just like brings it together. Yeah, I think, and I think that was like my struggle in New York, or like 
kind of still feels like it is, but just like, yeah, like, when you're like so interested in everything mm. and like the struggle then becomes like, well, I like all these things. So how do I make them come together? Hello, and blue so- cheese. <laughs> I like, <Right. laughs> I see my music love slipping away the more professional and um, like ladder climbing I get in my career, which I do. I love. I don't see myself ever leaving. But I did think it would involve more music. So I'm like, how can I talk to people about music more? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> this is pretty chill. I look forward to it every month, to be honest. I love. Um, do you, you know, when I worked at a record label for a little while and I was like street team and press kits and stuff and I wasn't a part of them, but I knew what was involved in like the writer do you have a writer when you go or do you have anything that involves like music? I do not have a writer because that would make me feel very bitchy, even <laughs> though I'm sure I could have. But um, I would say if I ever hear like slow music at 8 a.m. on set, like I will say something like I right. will just be like the energy because it's, it's also just like, well, I'm tired. I don't want to listen to like the oldies right now. But, you know, you go on set and it is, like, white people my age who, I guess, listen to the oldies. Um, And I'm just like, don't you want to hear, like, rap music on set? Like, in my head, I'm like, this is it. Like, I'm getting glammed. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Let's turn up. And so, yeah, I'll be that person. Um, I don't really do the AirPods thing because I feel like people are always saying my name. So I try to be respectful. Mm. But I think to hear rap on set is, like, important for me because it just, like... I don't know. It kind of reminds me of Nicki Minaj and the pickle juice. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Like, had I accepted the pickle juice? But I don't know. I think it's also just the fact that, like, like, okay, like, I hate shooting because I feel like it's so much dead time for me. Like, I don't really. Yeah, like, I don't really bring my laptop. The times I have, I don't even pull it out just because, especially if I'm shooting alone, it's just, like, being pulled back and forth. Mm. But, like, phone, obviously, I'm just, like, glued to. But... It's just so much dead time. Like, I feel, I'm always, like, mm, I could be doing, like, six other things that, like, mm. are on my to-do list. Like, it's, like, the money doesn't even become a thing or, like, whatever the publication is. Um, but I time. do love the getting glam part. And I've also just, like, learned how to speak up when it comes to, like, my hair maintenance and, like, makeup on set. So that's also kind of, like, made it more pleasure. Have you had any um, final results where you're super unhappy with hair or makeup? Um, in the beginning of last summer when I started shooting, I would, cause like, I don't have dysmorphia, but like when you realize how, how someone's shooting and then like the makeup versus like how you looked in the mirror, I don't know. I kind of realized like the moment I'm feeling like, yeah, this is fine. I'll take it. It's like, oh no, 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 we need to fix it. So like I'll do my own thin brow cause like no one does it better than me. And I also read that Rihanna does her own brows on each set. Oh really? Yeah. And then, like, my friend Letitia told me to, like, always speak up. So if I see, like, flyaways or, like, my edges, like, I'll say something. Just because for me, it's like, well, I'm not going to post a shoot if I didn't. Like, if you didn't take care of my edges. Like, I yeah. just won't. And so, like, people will, like, it's funny because, like, there will be, like, team where people are like, I don't know if Patia likes it. And I'm just like, well, yeah, my yeah, edges look like crazy. <laughs> like, my edges look crazy. Like, I don't care. If, I don't care if, like, the body and the face looks hot. Like, I'm looking at my hair. But isn't that a nice lesson? I mean, Letitia. Yeah. You guys are friends. Yeah. But imagine, I don't want to, you know, 
hypothesize too much, but I would bet that there are some people listening to hear you say that someone had to teach you to like speak up if you don't like fly, like there's flyaways or your edges because no one tells you that shit. No one you're, tells you're, you you're, it. You're invited to the shoot and you're made to you're feel like you should be privileged to be here. Yeah. No one tells you yeah. like no one's like, okay, like don't be scared to do this. And so you're just like, yeah, you're made to feel like, well, I'm here. I'm going to be glam. Cause I'm in Balenciaga and it's like, well, bitch, like that Balenciaga isn't tailored for me. Like I look like an auntie. <laughs> Like, I remember I did a shoot and I looked like an auntie and I said that. And like, these white people did not understand that was the biggest insult. I was like, no, girl, like, uh, this needs to change. Like, I'm sorry. I want to look, look cute. I want to look yeah. hot. Like, just realized today upon entering the studio, really great serendipitous moment um, that we are marking. I mean, for me, it was important because last year for I think most black people that I know, to say that it was difficult is a is a joke, right? Like <laughs> yeah. that that word doesn't do it any justice, no matter what you were in work wise or dealing with personally. But Patia launched a database a year ago. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming most people listening know about it, but do you want to tell everyone a little bit about how it came to be and what happened? Yeah. So I remember like me and my friend were texting and I don't know, it's funny because like me and my agent were talking about it this morning where they were like, you really like called everything out. Like the moment we spoke about it last year. And I was like, yeah, cause the moment there was one protest, I was already like, oh, oh hell no. So I was like, okay, like there's a pandemic. So there's a protest, which means people have time, which means if this wasn't a pandemic, there would be, I mean, Occupy Wall Street that only lasted till it snowed. And I knew that like, I like, I just remember being frustrated. I was like, okay, like all these people are going to go to protest because we're in like an indefinite lockdown. But like these people don't know shit. Like these people are bored. Like it's nice out. Like it was like what, like 80 degrees when there was like the first protest. Mm. And I called it. I knew it. Like, I mean, like rapists were out there protesting, thinking that their crimes were absolved. And so I was just like bored, crashing at my friend's place. I remember talking to my roommate. Andre and I was like I think I'm just gonna like make something and he was like yeah like go for it <laughs> and I was like okay yeah like I'm just gonna do that so I like stayed in my friend's room um that I was crashing at and she was away and I just like opened google sheets and I had like 50 tabs of like 50 categories and then I like hit up some people to like do data entry stuff um and then yeah I I don't know and then like what day was like the black square shit I remember I got so fucking tight because I remember on I wanted to I didn't sleep for like four days. I slept on the fifth day. I didn't eat. And so then I was like, okay, well, I'm going to post it and go like I had made the like graphics. I like already had the caption, had the like Google links ready, made sure it was like visible to all. And then it was like the black square day. And I was like, ah. <laughs> and then I had to like post all this shit on why I needed everyone to take it down and everyone literally took it down and I was like oh my god you people are sheep like I was yeah. like that's the problem I was like no like we're not doing that it's kind of like when brands and companies donate to the ACLU and I'm like that don't go into my pockets like I remember the black square day because I posted on that day mm-hmm. 
this was the first fucking voting closure like closure day in about six states and y'all are posting black squares instead of talking about the politics involved with what's happening today so you have agreed to like side with some like i don't even remember now like apple music it spotify was a music, some yeah. shows, a music thing and they're like we're not gonna do business today i'm like that doesn't affect me it, it doesn't you could not do business for a lot of days but now every nobody's talking about real shit. I remember that day so clearly. And it like blocked out like all the people who were posting like vital information yeah, and totally. stuff for like a black square. And I'm like, I don't know what this does. Like, does this mean that I can DM you and ask for money? Like, I don't, I don't get it. Because if it yeah. means that, let me know. It was this weird fake allegiance. I, I mean, I remember being very litty about it. Also, it's like, okay, y'all are cool with someone posting <laughs> a black square. It was just crazy because a lot of people. I was like, I know you lying. <laughs> I, I had some. I know. <laughs> like and you're I had, lying. There are so many things that we could have done, especially because I felt like it was such a palpable moment. Although it was also palpable in 2018, you know. Like I'm hoping this wave is not the same. It just kind of reminded me of the same wave, which I think we were both at a dinner once at just like when trump got elected and it was just like eye roll hearing like all these rich white art people talk about how they're distraught and it's like babes that sounds familiar <laughs> it's like babes <laughs> babes let's yeah. be real right now on the realities yeah people who are distraught are distraught for the wrong reasons yeah. right it's like public facing it's also interesting because i feel like in liberal cities such as like new york especially it's like people really are like we're in a diverse city so we are not complicit and i'm like babe like i've been to parties where i had to wait till my white friend could let me in like let's not do the whole like like i'm from the south <laughs> like i can say that i've experienced enough racism up here in very crazy ways maybe crazier because at least down south you're like well, you're not going to go into, like, some white redneck trailer park area. You know what I mean? Like, there's no, like, crossing that. Whereas here, you know, I walk by Times Square and I'm like, oh, God, like, We are fuck. just killing Times Square today. We it started needs to be abolished. Dimes you know, I it don't. It needs to be abolished. Full disclosure, I'm not super well-versed on what the Dimes Square phrase means. I know there's a Dimes Cafe there. And I guess there's a... The community deli. Of is there people? still a deli? I'm I think it's sure. the community of people. I right. think it's like the like trust fund like nineteen year olds. Like y'all are dressing dusty, but like I googled your address and Zillow said your rent is three k. <laughs> and you can't. Out, you want me to split the bill on like ten dollars? Like no, die. When I found out people could people could go, there was an artist who did a project in Brussels when I was there the last time I ever swore i would go there and haven't been back since but i saw this small galleries like apartment gallery presentation of an artist who i think is from new york or la i'm sorry if I, i'm forgetting the name but it was really interesting like conceptually it was cool with a long-standing research but had selected people they knew whether it was art world or, or fame like famous whatever that means to whomever and looked up their like real estate like their home address on Zwillow <laughs> and I was like oh you couldn't do this last time I saw you or like you made this statement two years ago but you sold your house for 2.4 million dollars in New Jersey like <laughs> went through records and kept and then the whole artwork was just listing records of like I like appraisals and sales and who like the name is public if you know where like what the address is I guess um but it's weird to 
you know, if I ever get rich, I, I'm the same as you. Like, I will flaunt. I will flaunt it. I will flaunt it. And you going to know I'm that like, I also my, am taking care of a bunch of other people. Totally. Like, you know son, what I mean? My son will have a trust fund. Yeah. Uh, my family will get home. Like, everyone that's close to me will get a home. Uh, no one has to worry about shit. My mom don't have to worry about shit. Like, I will flaunt that shit. That's, oh. that's rapper rich, though, right? That's rapper like, rich. It's like, Meek Mill got people on payroll. So does 2 chains. It's like, oh, you my, you my auntie, you my cousin. And I think that's Make the me thing. A flyer. And I think that's the thing, too, is like, people don't realize, like, whenever that's happening, like, the rapper rich thing, it's like, yeah, but like, they're taking care of their friends, and then their friends are taking care of their friends. Like, it, like, all trickles down when you do it, like, because you're like, well, I want everyone to eat. Because, like, I don't want to pay for your meal, but I want you to have your own salary and your own crib so you we can eat together. You know what I mean? And that only works if you're, like, helping. What's that? I wanted to play that, but I forget the name of the song. What's that 2 Chain song? What? Is it? make my mama proud because whether the story is true or not i'm sure two chains wouldn't lie two chains for president always but he was like trapping in the house with just him and his mom and like his mom was trapping with him and this video wait i love it's so good this video is with him yg and offset and it's like all of them with they each brought their moms into the video Okay, it's so I'm good. literally gonna watch that ASAP. It made me kind of tear up. Let me see the chorus. My mama proud. I ain't trying to let my mama down. I ain't trying to make my mama proud. I ain't trying to let my mama down. Mama ain't raised no hope. One more time. Yeah, my mama ain't raised no hope. Yeah, mama ain't raised no hope. Mama ain't raised no hope. My mama ain't raised no hope. You know, thanks, Tom. <laughs> that's how we feel, right? Recovery I mean, um, I mean, that's interesting too, for me personally. I appreciate people who are a bit more public-facing with their, like, family, yeah, and stuff. I'm really not, not because I'm not uh, proud of them or like I'm ashamed of something, but I almost feel I don't like feeling more vulnerable because of it. So I keep like. You know, my partner's birthday was actually just a couple of days ago and we have this long standing not joke, but when we first started dating, he, he's somebody who likes to put everything on, for example, the gram. Mm-hmm. So it's like, here's the person I love and why I love them. And here's like 10 photographs of them looking like the beautiful love of my life. And it like if it was my birthday, it would go to like 6 a.m., you know. <laughs> And I'd never posted about a single person I'd ever had in my life intimately before. Yeah. My my husband, who is now my husband. So for me, it was like, this is such a nuanced, like, behind the scenes conversation. But for me, it was a big deal to even mention them. So I really take note when people mention, like, their sister or their mom or their, you know, dad or their loved one, like their partner, wife, husband, whoever it is. Because I have a clear, like, block yeah. doing it. I think for me it's important when I, like, talk about my mom just, like, anywhere. Just because I feel like, I don't know, you know, like, I'm 28. So it's, like, obviously moving to New York and going to SB, it's, like, I've been in, like, every fucking friend group. And, like, I've seen every scene. And, like, 
I don't know. I kind of always knew, especially being conscious of blowing up last year, that I was like, okay, like there's gonna be a lot of people who have shit to say about my character. And I remember when I was giving money to my mom, and she was like, "How are you getting this money?" I had to explain. Like she knows what a meme is, or like she knew, <laughs> she knew <laughs> what she realized what it was called because she's like on Facebook. So I was like, "Well, that's that." And then when she saw my account, she was like, "Oh, this is like very you. Like this is like how you've always been since you were little." And I was like, that's the validation that I needed. You know, I was just like, okay. And um, I, I think that even spoke a lot for me just because I was like, okay, so like sh- everything I do that she sees, because she has an Instagram too. She does? Like, yeah, like she oh, has it to awesome. like watch my stuff. But like every shoot, even if I'm like half naked, even when I did Playboy, it's like very supportive and not in like a supportive like, it's not like I had to like explain or like convince her anything. Like, for her, she's she was always like, oh, this makes sense. So like, yeah, that's like the true validation that like, and I think a lo- I think anyone who knows me, I mean, before last summer can attest to like that I I am the same person. Yeah, and I think I think that's the thing I take pride in, just because like I do have internal conflict with a lot of people and a lot of people who've gotten clout over like profiting off of people's traumas from last summer. People like even including like black people just like representation politics that are kind of flawed when you're like you weren't putting anyone on like no one except like you and like Helen with the gold teeth was like encouraging me to do anything so Mm -hmm. I'm like when I hear other people talking about how they've been like supportive of me I'm like no you weren't like (laughs) cut the bullshit like we can say that because we're doing like a shoot together but like no you weren't like I was homeless till last summer like you're lying (laughs) like yeah the fake the like uh people i don't actually think i'm on anyone's radar but you're on mine i'm on yours <laughs> i'm on the people who who matter exactly radar. i feel like i mean maybe one of the, like that's the reason people like to pretend they're meeting me for the first time is they are meeting me under their own like the, a new context for them so yeah. they want like a clean slate too where I could give two fucks. I'm like, yeah, let's talk about the I last think time the we thing. were like watching I think the it's sun like, come up. But I think now the art world is like, it's a lot of guilt now. It's like, oh, uh, like, you know, especially when like people were exposing certain people for like buying from certain people and mm. being tied to Trump. I really feel like the, uh, like, I only wish he didn't get elected because I just miss b- people being rich and happy. You know, I've had a few instances probably like a handful maybe two in 10 years of artists that I've worked with who have some sort of discovery about the collector who's acquiring their work (laughs) and I don't shade them for doing the research like I'm super transparent about where it's going I'm happy for you to be involved in the conversation and there's like yeah maybe you know five six conversations around questionable collectors and it's hard for me not to sound uh, dismissive of those concerns, but it's like, you're lucky you don't know about every collector. That's the thing. This is, it's kind of sad to, it's kind of sad yeah. to say. It's like, there's also a science, like I fully believe in trolling, like, like take the money and then like have the statement after and call out. Mm-hmm. Like, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I feel take like that's more effective when you're just like, yeah, I'm going to still take it. Like, let's be fucking real. Like, we live in a world where we need money. Yeah, let's be real. I mean, this whole thing I'm trying to venture out and do with my wonderful partners at David's Werner. Shout out everyone listening. Y'all are wonderful. Hey, y'all. 
Um, <laughs> but it's really, it stems from me wanting to get artists money. You just said the, the cue. It's like without having to apply for a grant or a residency or getting an artist fee at a museum. It's like, we deserve, this is your career. Like an accountant who studied, if you're like registered CPA, you'd make a salary. So to say that you are working in your studio and someone's offering you a show and they're going to give you $1,500 artist fee and no one's selling your work, but you have it on your CV. I'm like, do you know how many artists are selling paintings over here, though? Like, why can't we sell those paintings? They have to be okay with the fee and the residency and the grant. I know artists also like the teaching gigs and the like first and second and third jobs to support the practice and assistance i know one artist who their assistant is actually their like grant writing assistant and not their art making assistant because the grant writing and the residency writing takes up so much time i like, just get someone to sell those fucking i can paintings. imagine it's like i don't even i mean i've had like 70 fucking jobs like i don't like doing job applications like yeah, i barely want to like, type in my last name for real and now you, you want me to write about why i time? like art <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Like yeah, it's like, why do you deserve this? I'm like, because, bitch. Period. That's my answer. Like, girl, we're all in the same. It's just weird. It's weird because it's like, at least for art, it's like, well, everyone's in the same game, right? It's like you're making work for very obvious reasons. You enjoy it. It's a passion. Whatever. You can get deeper with it. But it's like, girl, like no one's writing 800 words. Yeah, that. that's why they have assistants who can like do people it. barely, literally apply for jobs. But I'm like, don't tell a black woman that they should be excited about being invited, being invited to a biennial or a, a like survey show or something that's in a museum about blackness. Our grants want way too much. I will say that. They do. But the problem. Yeah, it's a problem that they think. And I think the because I'm well, like, how does the person reading that be like? Oh, well, this person deserves, deserves it. it. And that's like the stigma or like this ideology and this mentality that gets supplanted on the artist they absorb it and believe that this is the way they're meant to make money and so many of my friends are like critically conceptually rigorous research practices who think the only way they can sell this giant installation that's the size of a room is they can't and they need to get a grant to make it for a show that won't a museum that won't sell it or acquire it and then they have to figure out how to ship it or destroy it that's not sustainable no and that's a fucking insult New David's Warner Gallery opening October Where? 2020. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, we're opening in this fall. Oh, period. Uh, New York? Tribeca. Nice. I'll fly back for that. I won't be gone that long. I'm just exaggerating. Where are you going? I'm going to LA in June because I like I'm starting to work for this like um, web developer and I just kind of feel like I'm not going to be focused if I'm in New York right now. Mm. So I just need to be with like, like Joseph's over there, like a bunch of other friends I have that are like kind of older and more mature. Everyone's always like, you're going to hate LA. I'm like, I'm from Florida. I'm going to love LA. I don't know, man. I, I hate LA. <laughs> I just like, you know what it Look, is? I don't hate it. I don't hate it. But just personally, I, I know think for me, I haven't figured out what home is yet. Like, New York felt like home until the account blew up. I'll say that. Yeah. Like, it felt like it feels very weird. Like, even when I go out to eat downtown and 
it's like the check comes and there's a discount and there's like a waitress who's like, oh my God, I love your account. And I'm like, oh, I've been recognized. Does that feel and good? And I've been like you talking like, about like, like I've been talking about my like poop irregularity the past week with my <laughs> friend. Um, I don't like it because it has made me realize I need to be cautious in what I need, what I say and what I talk about even the moment I get to the city and I'm like talking out loud on the phone. Like it's weird to like have to kind of censor myself because I feel like with my friends, I'm, it's very, like, no filter. And a lot of people think I'm, like, quote, unquote, woke. But I'm not. <laughs> like, I, you know, like, I remember telling someone, I was like, oh, like, New York needs to bring back straight. Like, I need people to fuck. But you know what I mean? But if I, like, wrote that and posted it, it would be the craziest fucking thing to say. Mm. Um, so you're judged with a different lens now. Yeah. Like, I just, I, I'm super aware of it, too. Um, I mean, I don't think people are looking at me to be like what they're looking at, like Dr. Kendi to be, you know, who you know, I don't think they're looking at that in the mm-hmm. same way. But I'm just cautious in a sense of like, I'm not going to defend myself on some shit you overheard me say. That's just yeah. kind of the thing. And I see I don't know. It's like the thing where like, you see a lot of people do it. And it's just like I'm confident in everything I say, but I don't want to. I think for me, it's like, I don't know how to stop, right? So I used to, like, every time someone dragged me last summer on my comments, I would fucking say some shit back. Mm. <laughs> and my friends were like, you don't have to do that. And I'm like, bitch, I don't give a fuck. Like, you're not going to cross me in real life, and you're not going to cross me online. Don't you find that so emotionally draining, though? Not really, because I think it was, like, the 4chan girl in me, which is fucked up to say. Yeah, I think, you know, I appreciate <laughs> I think it's the- I appreciate that 4chan I try to explain it. I appreciate the 4chan. I do. Because I can't respond to comments without taking that shit, like, way past home. The only reason I stopped is because I called um, a white bitch out on being racist to me. And then she ended up in the psych ward and all her friends were like, she was going to kill herself because of you. And I was like, man, fuck that bitch. But that's the only reason I stopped. Because I was like, you know what? Maybe I say too much. And honestly, I didn't even say that much. Like, I just, like... You know when you hold a mirror up to somebody and then all of a sudden they want to die? And I'm like, but you said that. <laughs> you said that shit. Like, I didn't say it. Like, mm. I'm showing you the screen caps of what you said to somebody and now you want to die. I want to die, bitch. Now what are we going to do? Die. <laughs> like, what are we going to do? Like, it's just. Yo, that but, like, whole white thing needs pe- to be a t-shirt. <laughs> but, like, white people have a great way of, like, putting mental illness on everything. Yeah, and you're like, what about black people who literally suffer and endure, have to endure and, like, can't take breaks? Like, yeah. oh, and the moment I stick up for myself, now your life is on the line? I didn't even say fighting words. I... But then I had a letter from a lawyer about defamation. And I'm like, this girl commented saying I was like, she was like, oh, you're forgetting about your half Asian side like during last summer. And she was like, she was like, oh, you think you're cute because you're dark skinned. I was like, babe, I'm going to wake you up real quick. (laughs) She's white. Yeah. Yeah. I'm assuming she must have been half Asian to make the Asian comment, but also don't know. I did see her profile and she seeming she seemed white. Um, but I was like, babe, like even the dark skin comment, I'm like, that like doesn't <laughs> you saying that is way more loaded than anything. Totally. I feel this all the time is like people assume that I don't know what colorism is. Yeah. But it's like I don't need to overtly check my 
shade for you yeah and i'm like the like, fact I don't that you're calling wear... me dark skin says a lot about you yeah and like i don't need to check my knowledge of the history of colorism and my place in it but what i will check is how i am perceived by white people and my own experiences for sure i'm not saying they're like any, everybody else's all the time but like the dismissal of it also you know colorism is really sensitive for me personally i just having charged myself with like finding a staff of people in the art world to staff this new gallery it was actually it was um hard for me to have the realization of what the pool of candidates really looked like coming from a light-skinned black woman yeah and trying to do my own you know to perform in the way i'm charging white people to and it's like diversify your couch nigga like get (laughs) (laughs) like get the pool of candidates that looks as diverse as black people are and select and i i couldn't i could not for the life of me diversify my my like my qualify i was hired at the end of september i didn't hire my assistant until almost the end of january damn because i was so you know, I was I was emotional about it, too. I'm just like, I'm not trying to change. I can't change the game with just like a couple of hires. But it was a learning lesson for me just knowing how to move forward that. But also you kind of did change the game. I mean, when you hired me and like I was kind of I think that's when also I was kind of like, OK, like I can't be stopped. Oh, good. <laughs> you know, like, I was so like, fuck out of here. Like and I think that's the thing and like why I never stopped. And then when I did the database and like I was always honest in every interview and I was like, yeah, like, you know, like, the whole, like, everyone, anyone could have did it, but no one did. Like, it was also coming from, like, a, well, like, yeah, I'm going to do what y'all can't do. But that's um, why, I But mean, that was, like, the impact of having, like, a, my first, like, black boss. I talked about you with my black art sessions. Not I didn't use your name. Yeah. But now everybody knows. <laughs> um, but I said, you know, my best intern was somebody who told me, like, when you can tell your boss the way that something should be done... Uh, And anybody who wants to do their Google due diligence, we did a show with JPW3 about Serena Williams. And Patia came to me for every level of this installation was like, we should do it like this because it'll be faster. We should do the stamp on the clothing like this. And I already did the like I already did the test. And one that could have gone for anyone listening about who has never been an intern. I'm not going to make any like sweeping comments, assuming everyone's coming from the same place. But if you don't ask permission for things like getting shit tested or like visually sta- like doing it on your own, especially if there's a budget behind it, if you just do it on your own and not ask for approval, there could it's only two. There's no gray area. Yeah. One, you will be lauded for it or two, you will be fired. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like you didn't approve that. It's like, yo, man, you can't fucking do that shit. And, and like I would ha- I would be if whoever fires the intern for doing that is the kind of boss who doesn't know the intern's name, though. You know, what yeah. I mean? But for me, it was a breath of fresh air. That's why I'm always telling the art session students. I'm like, tell people what they don't know. Like, I don't know how to like Patia was like, here's this ribbon place. Like, I mean, I'm now I'm going into <laughs> detail. But you can find she's like, I did this thing. I found this place. I could do all of it by this time. Right. Like four blocks away. But I can I pick also, it up on this day. I can come in on when the day I don't, off. When I don't have to ask a question, I remember being like, I was like, 
word <laughs> just do it do whatever that is and and then there was like we had a we had a short like clothing pop-up thing and some of the clothes were being produced in LA and then brought to New York and we were trying to sell them and some were going to be uh were like custom embroidered and some were printed and like Patia came to me with like tests of what <laughs> different colors were like and why she thought this should be the thing for the label of the clothing and why it would be good to have this kind of look I was like <laughs> you know what great what here's my card here's my yeah. credit card do the thing so i'm just i'm just uh again it's not trying to be super congratulatory it should be we haven't spoken we haven't yeah, we, we never had a, so long. we never had an official exit interview you just yeah. like left and jumped into stardom um i think it was also this thing where like once again to go back on the not all skin focus kin folk thing it's just like seeing a bunch of people do like talks and all these things about diversity including black people and i'm like you've literally never hired a black person you know what i mean yeah. so for me i was like you were someone who like it wasn't like we were having these like woke talks in the mornings before i like started my work you know what i mean which is how i knew it was real and i knew i was like okay this is how you like carry yourself and like balance the professionalism with being real and by professionalism just like within the works whatever in the workspace yeah totally. within that so I was like, okay, well, that, like, from you, I don't like, well, that's, that's possible. Like, that is something that can be done. But then the last year or past year, I'm like, oh, no, not all these people are talking too much. But I'm just going to keep <laughs> doing me, live my own private life, and do what I need to do. You know, short story, shit was hard. <laughs> I feel you. Anyways. Welcome back to Blue Cheese. Taryn's in the room. Tom's in the room. Patia Borja. Period. Am I saying it Tom right? Tom Hoy also haven't seen an H's. Patia is NPR fandom fam. Okay. <laughs> I could, here, I'm trying to say okay and like do a thing. I feel bad for everyone who's not in this room and who's not... I'm going to be able to hear the original cut because, like, it was fire. Maybe we should do an IRL event. Yo, <laughs> like, yo, what? Seriously. In IRL, no phones, no recording. That's a great idea. And I was actually also thinking. I feel bad. I was actually also thinking of, like, a Patreon episode of, like, the B-reel that we cut yeah, out. That would It'd be like, fire. Pay Ebony and Patia. if you want to hear the uncensored version. Yeah. Because I, I and I said some shit too and i was like i can only imagine y'all's i still haven't listened to it yet but it I wasn't it wasn't that crazy but i mean there were f definitely a few moments when i was like taryn cut this out of me mostly me yeah um but yeah like get that patreon account up yeah and i know i've like, always i've been toying with Tom's the idea of an OnlyFans. i've been toying with the idea of an OnlyFans, but not like for nudes and shit just like the shit that like i don't know i feel like complaining about i don't even know how OnlyFans works but I've seen my friends make money not showing their titties, so I'm kind of intrigued. Yeah, I'm intrigued by that also. Like, I'm very intrigued. Like, it's like, because all you need, like, what, I have 300,000 followers? Like, if everyone gave me a dollar a month, but then, like, quadruple that, I'd be rich. If everyone gave you a dollar a month, you would be set <laughs> for I'd life. be like, okay, subscribe. Yo, I have less than 10,000 followers, and if everyone gave me a dollar a month, I would it quit my job. It might be job. giving OnlyFans once like, my BBL recovers. That would be so Yes, y'all, I got a BBL. I got the skinny BBL. So, like, don't, like, look at my ass and be like, it's not even big. I got it rounded out. It looks pretty fire. It's a say. good ratio. I was concerned about ratio, which is why I got it. And honestly, full 
MIT, I was expecting to be a bit more shocked in a like Cardi B way. No, that no, was the thing. But it's I was so gonna, pretty. I it's told like my pretty. friend, I was like, I was, I would cry if I got like a Bugs Life aunt booty like i was gonna cry and so like i went to this bougie upper east side well, just before you doctor. keep going in we're just gonna reset the room listening <laughs> patia got a skinny bbl bbl skinny bbl surgery okay go ahead you went to a it's bougie. skinny because i didn't gain weight for it or anything i was just like use the fat i have and i'm petite so it's like not that much and your body doesn't take in all the fat it only takes in like 50 percent, like 40 to 50 so I have to like gain weight and shit, but um, yeah, I got it last Thursday, and I was trooper. gonna like cry if it became like Aunt Booty. But on the day that I was supposed to come, cause I we did a boiler room thing for a friend that passed away, but it was like three blocks from my apartment. It was at like Hollow, so I went there, and then I remember someone was like, cause we were we were texting, I was already there, but then I was like, fuck, like I, I thought. I recovered alone, and what I didn't realize is that a lot of people who get BBLs, you don't recover alone. Like, mm. you go to a recovery house, you pay for a nurse. Like, I was like, oh, I can handle this, knowing I had never had surgery, never gone under. Mm. Like, that's a major, you know, going under is major surgery. So, when we were texting, and I was at like this thing for my friends going away or her passing, and I was like, my friend was like, Can you be out? And I was like, I, I don't know. Like, I was like, I don't know. Like, I feel fine. And then I was like walking to the train because my friends were like, well, let's get dinner. And then I was, I felt like I was carrying like 300 pounds on me. And I was like, oh, this is like body recovery. Like, yeah. it's it's been a mental thing for me because I'm like, my mind is clear, but my body is like, girl, no, like, you can't. For real. You can't do that 6 a.m. afters thing. And then I was like, well, thank God this shit is like right by my house. But, yeah, it was like I felt like thing. when we were texting, I was like, you know, I can't be that bitch who's just like when I'm gonna like selfishly ask you to push. Well, your no, because in my head, in my head, no, in my head, I was like, well, I go to this and then I just car to the city and then car back and then like whatever. But then I was like, because I it took me a while to get used to sitting on this pillow, and I remember being like, this pillow is the fucking bane of my existence because it's only like it's comfy in this chair. It's comfy in this chair if it has, like, a back support. Mm. Like, the MTA is more comfortable than an mm. Uber. So now I've gone back to train. Thank you, MTA, for your BBL support. <laughs> but, like, this on its own, just, like, when I've been out or someone's like, let's hang on. I'm like, I literally... Did you ever do wall sits in gym? Oh, yeah. It feels like doing that because the pillow has to be under your thighs. Oh. So if it's a chair so that you can't like really... you're just doing work. You're working out all day. Yeah, and also you can't work out during, like, recovery because then you're just going to, like, burn the fat. So it's, like, I just need to, like, Lay eat avocados. on your side while you're laying down watching TV. Girl, even the side thing, you can't even lay on your sides. Well, like, I want to keep my hips, so it's, like, I have to position myself. I have, like, six pillows, but then my friend Georgia copped me this face-down pillow, like a massage thing. It's a lot. People, honestly, girls who get BBLs, or just people who get BBLs, resilient because... You know, I was in hell. <laughs> I feel like I'm in hell. Like my, bo it's weird when you're like your body is like, take it slow, but then your mind is like, is it pain? Do you feel pain at any like bending points? over where they did like the liposuction, like on my belly button? Like that's where it hurts. Like I'll get my roommates to feed my dog. Like I can't, I can't go down there. 
Yikes. It feels like an old, like, I'm like, is this how old people are? It's like mentally you're there, but like just physically you're like, I can't do this. Like I just go so much slower and then I get agitated because I'm so used to going like fast. Mm. You know, it's like trauma. It's like you're used to like going fast, having to make money, having to do all these things. Like I'm used to having like 10 things on my to-do list a day or even more. And now I'm just like, oh, well, realistically. Well, especially since I wasn't like that public about it that I was like, I actually can't do all these things today. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I was like, uh, you've been you're always super honest sounds like a fake pat on the back but you're always very present when you're yeah. speaking with me so when you just you said it as though I was like you I gave can no, come but yeah you gave no caveat as to though that information needs to be kept secret or not so that's why I asked you if we can share it you yeah. know what I mean but I want everyone to I think know cuz I'm going to get around to I'm going to get around to cuz I think the fat is shrinking but bitch what the fuck it's okay <laughs> <laughs> that was me spilling wine <laughs> Just a little bit on nothing. Um, but no, I'm probably gonna get around to. But I'm gonna eat these avocados and see where it goes. Okay, Taryn, everyone, get ready for rapid fire. Ah, I'm ready. I'm scared. (sighs) It's not as rapid as it was the first episode. (laughs) First episode, I came in. I was like, "Ah, Snoop Dogg, you're such a genius with your questions for Twenty One Savage." I'm gonna like copy it and make it my own thing. And now I'm like trying anyways it's still gonna be fire okay okay i'm ready so just you know answer as naturally and then what you know the timing that you feel is right okay okay patia (laughs) i'm scared no no don't be scared okay black or white black denim or lycra denim gold or silver gold chinese food or thai food Chinese food. Subway or Uber? Subway. LA or New York? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> LA, New York. <laughs> no. It's like, when you do, it's like when you do true false. <laughs> do that rapid fire. Um, New York. New York. All day. Young Thug or Future? Okay. Now <laughs> you want me to make life decisions. <laughs> <laughs> Future. I did my research. <laughs> I'm pissed. <laughs> Color or French tips? Color or French tips? French tips. French tips all yeah, day. French tips all day. Wig or flat iron? Flat iron. Louis V or Fendi? Louis V. Nike or Adidas? Nike. Air Force One or Air Max? Air Force One. High tops or low top? High tops. Yeah, because you hate those low top black Air Force Ones. What are they, like the murder Ca- shoes? You know, that's <laughs> the thing. People have rebranded it into that. I see it as cafeteria lunch lady. If there was any movie in the world that you could, if they were going to remake it, that you could star in, which would it be? Pearl Harbor. It's my no, favorite movie in the world. That was the, the fastest world. answer I've ever received. <laughs> I watch it once a week, but I watch it three times this week because of recovery. I fucking love That's a hot cat. Yo, everyone <laughs> listening is about to go and revisit Pearl, Pearl Harbor. Let me just tell you, They're I remember. You're going to be looking at like what I like about Pearl Harbor and be like, bitch, this shit is boring. I remember Ben Affleck is the star with that Hi. white woman whose name is. I don't know the white woman, but I also Josh Hartnett. 
Josh Hartnett. What happened to him? Remember I that fucking that fucking annoying movie where they were like practicing abstinence and he claimed to give a woman an orgasm with a flower. Y'all remember that movie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was so. It was Shannon Sossaman who I really rate and fuck with. But they were like, "Oh, I'm dating, but we can't really fuck because I'm, I'm like practicing abstinence because I was too much of a hoe." And he like rubs this lily all over her body, and she gets an orgasm. That's what I think about when I think Josh Hartnett. Anyways, <laughs> Pearl Harbor. Um, do you have a character in the movie that you would like to play if you could? Um, no, it's more so when I was younger, I wanted to be a historian and my favorite time period was World War II. So I know a lot about that time period. Interesting. (laughs) But then I was like, oh, they don't make money. Never mind. We're going to keep going. If you want to veto any question, you also can do that. I don't want to do that. Laptop or desktop? Laptop. Cut or uncut? Uncut. Seasoned. Taryn's laughing in the background <laughs> on the phone. It's seasoned. It's I good. can see your rate. Especially there. during the summer. <laughs> Tangy. <laughs> I always say that they should make a condom flavor that's Listen, like tangy. Like if you want to promote safe sex, you got to do the uncut scent. I will not. <laughs> taste. I will not co-sign everything you just said, but what I will say is. <laughs> I have low-key kind of started an advocacy group for more uncut porn. Absolutely. It's a blanket. I feel like, I feel like it is just <laughs> it's dissed and dismissed for the wrong reasons. But And we'll guess who's on. warmer in the winter? Okay. <laughs> Period. Um, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air or The Cosby Show? Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> Before I said or, you were saying the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Because it was always going to be Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Remember that episode I saw the other day when I was in L.A. actually in the hotel room. It was playing like a marathon and it was when um, Tatiana Ali, who is Ashley, and Kevin, what's that, like, the, like young R&B singer? Uh, like the Will's friend in the show? No. Um... Um, Campbell, Campbell, Tevin, uh, Tevin Campbell. Oh, Sorry. he was on the show. Yes. Oh, I didn't Sorry, know. Sorry, Taryn. Here, here it is. Here's let's play some music. Fourteen when he's singing, by the way. <laughs> I can't sing at all, but I sing all the time. Why this reminded me? I just saw this episode. He was such a heartthrob. It was like the first black heartthrob for black girls. Not first. I can't say first. I don't know. Don't yeah. don't DM me, everyone listening. No, he was. Don't fact check me um but anyways he like went to he was a star on fresh prince also at the time and like went to ashley's birthday um you know those are all my written fire questions amazing but uh that was fun that was 
you know, you didn't actually, you weren't as swift with the thinking. I gave you some life choices to make. You did. I kind of felt like they were life or death. Like the young thug versus future. I thought I was going to talk more to you about future this episode, to be honest. But we can maybe do that in the Patreon or Juneteenth episode. <laughs> exactly. Wait, Juneteenth. <laughs> Makes sense. I think Fantasy that's a great world. idea. It's a great idea. It's like not corny. It's not like a fashion brand. It's like, okay, I could do that. Yeah, yeah, I'm I so down. I can pull everyone in for that. We can talk about what I think about his misogyny. Wake that up. I mean, future Scorpio. hates women. He hates women. Scorpio. We love him, but we know what he thinks about us. Yeah. You know what it is? It's like men who want to be bad bitches, like it's a wrap. Men who want to be bad bitches. Wake that but, up. You know, he also hates, I kind of feel like he hates other black male aspiring artists for the wrong reasons. It's like, Give a yeah. nigga a feature or like stop being such a hater. Yeah, like he's, he's kind not of a putting hater. out that much work. And it's like, what 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 are you doing? But on contrary, when I when that's why I said future or young thug, young thug puts everyone on. Everyone. I like, mean like slime like, language too. I'm like, girl, I mean, that's like every black person in the world. There are some people every <laughs> time I like I like log on to like I'm in my like YouTube deep dive cave hole. And it's like Young Thug in the studio with everybody. People I didn't even hear of before. I might be in the studio next week. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> Are you in a video? Are you in the studio? I, actu- I actually am in a Young Thug music video, but you can't you see are? me because I'm like not <gasps> in it. I'm like not fail Like the camera cuts like off, but I was on set. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, it was like three years ago though. Don't shake your head like that shit's nothing. Because <laughs> it's like you can't see like I'm not physically i'm not like oh camera wise God. in it bitch that should better be on your cv too <laughs> i should put it on there even if you can't see me what was i gonna play you i'll just say some other girl is me <laughs> i mean what are they gonna do be like that's not you i'm gonna be like, yes it is that's me oh if i feel like that's me that's me i had one i was so young <laughs> um But I'm like on one record. That's me. Did you hear it? Oh my god, what the <laughs> fuck? Yeah, the all right. Everybody um, Shazam it. I won't tell you what it is. <laughs> I'm screaming. Anyways, I have so many other things that I could play and talk about, but we'll bring you back. Being mindful of everyone's time. Thank you, Patia, for joining. Oh, I feel I like wish this was um, a 24 hour broadcast. Me too. I feel like we could talk about a lot of things. I for feel a long like time. eventually it will be when we're like billionaires and we're like, we're going to have a 50 hour show. Montes we'll have we'll have a per, we'll have and this is gonna be all of us on Adderall. <laughs> we'll like have up. Talking. We'll have a art performance. It'll be our performance. We'll have a like you know GoPro live streaming camera in Absolutely. the corner, and we're Big just brother. like here talking. Yeah, for 24 me hours. arranging my BBL pillow in three different chairs. Right, exactly. <laughs> all day on camera. Me trying to find excuses to play music. Me looking outside the window, being like, "What happened? What's to up New York? with Times Square?" <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's changed. Well, 
thank you for joining thank you i'll see you back here soon i don't know if playing this will work right now blue cheese taryn here's the outro (laughs) thank you everybody hey tom in the house (laughs) sigh in the house oh let me bring it back it's a short outro Patia in the house (laughs) taryn in the house what's your name patia autumn in the house Patia's like, okay, there's there's somebody sitting beside me. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, everybody. Really awesome. I could talk Patia. I mean, we've been talking for two hours. Um, It felt like two seconds. Thanks. Oh, I forget to do this. Wait, Taryn, let me play this again. Blue Cheese has been... Recorded by Montez Press. Shout out Tom. Yes. Produced and created by me, Ebony L. Haynes. Edited by the lovely Taryn Collimore. What's up, Taryn? 